Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another AEW Dynamite Review Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Styly, it is Saturday. You know what that means. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty. I'm joined, as always, by Aaron the Statman. I'm too tired from last night's drinking to give him a funny nickname this week. How is it going, Aaron? <laughs> Um, yeah, um, you say it's Saturday, you know what that means. Do we though? Like, how often do we do this on yeah, well, Saturday? Well, it means we've, uh, it means we've watched Rampage this morning, so we can talk about that. Yeah, we, we can talk about that. Um, I've said this a lot I know but I really love this um, like waking up on Saturday morning and like watching Rampage while I have my breakfast it's like it's like the um, like the adult wrestling fans version of Saturday morning cartoons yeah it's, it's genuinely it's, what it is it's really good fun um, yeah Rampage we'll talk about it real brief because it wasn't a really a show of much um, much consequence I don't think no not, nothing well one thing happened that was it really yeah but, I mean yeah Darby Allen versus Billy Ass and the Ass Boys yeah I've Literally, Courtney put a note for me because I didn't put anything. She just put wrestle things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Billy Gunn did some. Uh, he did some DX crotch chops, which is funny. Yeah, it gave um, me when Billy Gunn crotch chops thing. It gave me bad flashbacks to Mania Fairy One. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, there was a nice Mister Ass chance, and he did he did like the, the sort of the bum wiggle for it. The bum wiggle, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which was good. Good to see Billy having fun. Um, he looks, still looks great for his age, doesn't he? Like, he really is. Yeah. He's kept himself in great shape. And yeah, obviously, Darby won. He kicked out yeah. a copper drop, which was kind of weird. Before one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't get that. <laughs> and then Darby went <laughs> one and then pinned him. And it was like, all right, yeah. okay. I, I just don't get that at all. <laughs> uh, we had an, actually, we, we did have an announcement um, on the show. Um, it was just in all the social media as well. They've announced that winter is coming. It's going to be on the 15th of December. Yep. So that's a, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do this year. Last year, obviously, that was Sting's debut, and it was when Kenny beat Moxley for the title. The title change. Yeah. yeah. So, we yeah. interested to see what happens there. I mean, Danielson, maybe. Yeah, well, Tony's been uh, teasing a lot about the Owen Hart Memorial Cup as well, hasn't he? And he said, we're going we're to find out about that yeah. real soon. So, that'll be interesting. Uh, second okay. match was Red Velvet v. Jay Cargill. This was the second round match in the TBS Championship Tournament. This was Jay's first match. He had a bye for the first round. Uh, Match was alright. It went a bit sideways in the middle. I yeah, think. it was a yeah. Um, but I think I think Jade looked better than Red Velvet. Yes. Yeah. Weirdly, I was um, saying my my two notes on the match before the finish is there's a followaway slam by Cargill. She doesn't oh, actually fall back. Yeah, she just, she just stays standing <laughs> up and just throws yeah. Red Velvet over her head, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I choked slam on the apron by Jade as well, which like uh, the second hardest. Come on, mate. Well, no, that's because we established the, the ring posts aren't part of the ring. Like, we're talking about oh, the math. Oh, is, is that the argument now? Yeah, okay. that's, right. that's, that's how you make that happen. Uh, yeah, Red Velvet went for a suicide dive, and I don't know if it was intentional, but she like, got caught in the ropes, and like Jade had to like, catch, her, her, catch yeah. her and slap her at the same time to make it look yeah. like... like you and they, know. They, they tried fucking winging it, where, oh, it's like, you should like our palm strike, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, that was a little that was a little all over the place. And then uh, the main event I thought was really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. That was yeah. um, Jurassic Express versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole and Bobby Fish tag theming in AEW. Who'd have thought we'd have seen that in 2021? Yeah, the era of Undisputed. Um, yeah, you, can't, you, you can't say that. You can't say that. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I've basically all I've got is the, what Jungle Boy said before the match is the first Bobby Fish match I saw, I won. <laughs> God, <laughs> sick, sick burn. Sick burn. And, I love um, it. Yeah, uh, Jungle Boy wins by tapping out Bobby Fish. Uh, Christian chases off the books with a chair, and Cole also ends up like they all end up like down the ramp, like abandoning Fish in the ring, and yeah. he ends up getting put away with a snare trap. As they they were all like screaming for him not to tap out whilst doing nothing at all to actually help him. Yeah, uh, quick things before we do go on to Dynamite as well. Uh, Tony has two backstage interviews: one with Punk, one with QT. That's giving you the match for next week as well. Yes, um, yeah, QT Marshall called Punk out yeah. for Chicago, and Punk said. It's the dynamite before Thanksgiving, and they'll um, find out who the real turkey is. Yeah, QT nice. challenging CM Punk, whose last time he won on TV, on TV was dark three <laughs> months ago versus <laughs> Evil Uno. <laughs> yeah, we're not expecting uh, we're not expecting an upset there, are we? No. Let's uh, face it. And Thunder Rosa calls out Jamie Hater. Basically, Jamie Hater, we're coming for you. Don't finish that sentence. And then carry on, carry on. Yeah, yeah, good promo. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for that match. You know, what they did on Dynamite and then what they did on Rampage, they sort of built it up a little bit. Um, yeah, and I think Jamie Hager and Thunder Rose were going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we'll, we'll have a bit of that. Uh, yeah, so we're all good for moving on to Dynamite. Yeah, you even know it's before. Rampage, yeah, so we're going to go back. It's time. more detailed, yeah. Yeah, we literally just watched Rampage this morning, so we wanted to just bash it out of the way real quick. Um, yeah. Get that through. So, yeah, so um, who is Jade Cargill's going to face the winner of... Staten and Soho. Staten and Soho. That's going to be a... Yeah. No, it's not. I, yeah. No, it's not. No, Jade Cargill's Thunder Rosa or Jamie Hayter. Is she, no, is she, no, is she, cause, no, I, no, because wasn't that bracket with the one they did the match for on the preview? No, the top is Jamie Hayter and Thunder Rosa at the very top, then Jade Cargill, and then it's Nyla Rosa, Shida, and then it's Soho and Stylander. Then I'm going to have to uh, Google You can it. look, but I, I remember it because I got confused until this morning as well. Oh, God, it is, yeah. yeah so why did uh, they do Nyla and Shida and Rosa and Hayter in the same match? I, I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> So yeah, so it's going to be Jay Cargill versus. Oh, you mean you'd imagine the Thunder Rosa, wouldn't you? Um, based on the, the sort of face heel dynamic. Yeah. And then, I mean, either Chris or Ruby could go against Nyla. I was saying, wait, what? What our predictions were were pretty track on so far. Yeah, I mean, you, you you'd assume maybe, like maybe Ruby gets to the final. Well, I mean, either Ruby or. Statlander really can't. Yeah. Statlander kit in theory. It's, it's quite exciting actually. I'm a, I'm a little um, a little. It's got me. It's getting me intrigued now. Yeah. So yeah, good stuff. Uh, right then. So moving on to Dynamite, uh, we started out with a little um, a little highlight package for Full Gear, showing some of the the, the results and whatnot. Yeah, and throughout then, the night, you get like back stuff that happens at Full Gear. Yeah, they do. They do a really good job of like this is obviously the the sort of the, the, it's the first show after Full Gear. This is like the the next chapter in AW, and for a lot of people, have been saying because um, like they're in uncharted territory now because for the first two years it's been the Hangman Kenny story, and that's yeah. come to an end at Full Gear, and now it's where do they move forward? 
and they and they do a really they do a really good job in this dynamite of setting up a lot of new feuds, which yeah. I'm really quite excited to see. Yeah, it's good. It's a fresh start, and yeah, um, really like we didn't know what was going to happen this week at all. Yeah, anything well, could happen this week. Well, we start off with Kenny in the books backstage with Adam Cole, and this is a weird, a weird Kenny because he's oh, he's very spicy. He, but Kenny's he's not angry. Hangman, no. he's he's almost very congratulatory towards Hangman, and he's more upset with himself. Um, interestingly, he said that he hasn't watched the match. He doesn't want to, but means he's not going to see what the books did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the books is a late Hangman, wasn't it? Oh. Kenny hasn't seen that, and he's not going to. Uh, and then he basically said he's going to go away and um, fix and change a few things. And he said, he, I need you to hold the fort while I'm gone. And then Adam Cole's like, yeah, don't worry, man, I got this. And he's like, oh, actually, no, I was, uh, I was talking well, to the I was, I was talking about the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's... Oh. But then there's something later, which adds another twist to the storyline, which we'll yep. talk about when we get there. So yep. at the, obviously, at the moment, everyone's like, this is a big neon sign that says, look, Adam Cole is going to take over the Elite. Yeah. And everyone in the world can see it, except for Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not watched what happened either. At Phil Gear, as you say, which yeah. will build up to it. So. And yeah, apparently, a word on the street is that he's going to get like multiple surgeries now to fix his like laundry list of injuries. Like, I mean, I, I ran through him the other day. He's got like he's got like a knee injury. He's got a shoulder injury. He's his got shoulder. I know his shoulder's fucked. Yeah, he can't like uh, lift his arms like over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> he's got like a hernia. He's got vertigo because he's got a neck injury. <laughs> It's like he's out and he's he's wrestled a lot <laughs> over the last yeah. two years, and yeah, hope he, they reckon if he, if he does go away, it'll be like sort of earliest February by the time he comes back, which is fine. It, it's great that we're in this position in AW now. The roster's so strong that we can we can have no Kenny. For yeah, you can miss, you can miss Kenny. Yeah, it's not like you've got one dependent top star, is it? No, I say Moxley and Kenny are going to be going now, like. For a bit, for a while, for a bit, and we'll still be okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's it's testament to how well they've built their yeah. roster that, that we can sort of carry on like this. Jericho will be bugging enough then. Oh, Jericho, yeah. Well, he's meant to be. He's playing in Liverpool in nine days. In um, exactly. Kenny Omega is currently in Wales at Comic Con. Yeah, like as we speak. Uh, Jungle Boy isn't because he lost his passport. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his passport at the airport. And couldn't wow. Go. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, this is obviously setting up to um, to sort of give the idea that that sort of Adam Cole is going to sort of take over the elite, and Kenny's going to come back, and it's not going to be good for him. Uh, if it gives us face Kenny Omega again, I won't. Really. I don't. I don't think it'll give us face Kenny. I don't think you can't have a heel become a face because another heel did something bad to them. I don't think. I don't think that's how that works. Everyone loves Kenny anyway. But I think if he comes back, I'd like him have him come back as like the proper cleaner, like the real like uh, yeah, badass yeah, okay. seal. Like because he was kind of goofy, Kenny, wasn't he? Um yeah. Arrogant, cocky. Have him come back as like cool heel, Kenny. Yeah. Like so he also he also got cheered as the cleaner, but he can do heel things. Yeah. I, I go with that. Adam Cole even called him cleaner um yeah. in this promo. We'll we'll clean things up for you. Yeah. Cleaner high. Yeah. I was just Don Callis doing this situation though. I did a basement for another six weeks. <laughs> with his fake beard under his try, mask. Try and get back in when back. 
I mean, they could always move Don Carlos on to somebody else, um, which would be interesting if Don, like, he's just like a Paul Heyman thing and just takes on another client. Yeah, or just go with the books or whatever. Or just stay with the books, yeah. Which depends yeah. how. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, so then next up then, we have the, what, 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 one of the things I was most excited for, which was um, the sort of hangman appreciation segment. National Cowboy shit day. Yeah, not, not, um, not official, unfortunately. But no, no. Couldn't get it through, um, couldn't get it through, through the Senate in time. So the Dark Order were all stood in the middle of the ring. Uh, John Silver introduces Hangman. Uh, he, he comes out with his um, big leather jacket on. He opens it up and he's got a Virginia It's for Lovers t-shirt on. Obviously, he's a hometown boy. Is it leather or is it like suede? I think it was leather. Because someone else mentioned it was leather on commentary and it didn't look very leathery. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he's got his belt on. He's got his Virginia for Lovers shirt on. He gets a huge pop for that from the from the Virginia crowd. This is his home state, so he's he's. I mean, he's over anyway, isn't he? But yeah, Jesus Christ, a hometown hero. It's like CM Punk in Chicago. Basically. Jesus Christ, is he over here? Like yeah. it's it's insane. Um, and we had um, like the ring had like a star and a cowboy like a cowboy rope, all like sort of decorated around it. And yeah, it was a really cool little. Um, Little sort of face promo that he cut. It wasn't didn't go on too long. It was it was quite brief. No, oh, as soon as he mentioned that name, the it stopped basically, which yeah, well, is, he, well, is he, perfect. He started out by saying the, the crowd were chanting, "You deserve it," and he said, "No, I didn't deserve it. I earned it." Um, and then they started chanting, um, "The crowd started chanting, you earned it,'" which was good. Um, that is why crowd fans, you don't chant, you deserve it, because wrestlers don't like that. No. Multiple wrestlers have stated in their interviews they don't like that chant. <laughs> it's big cowboy shit chant, um, and all this and that. And basically, yeah, uh, Adam Page just says, "Yep, I I know I'm champion now. It comes with a lot of responsibility. Part of that responsibility now, I have to fight Brian Danielson." Boom! Straight away, Brian's music hits. Yeah, apparently his song has lyrics because yeah. he took a well, while to get into the ring. Well, yeah, there was like the, the lyrics are like something like you're going to get your head kicked in. Yeah, it's something of it. I I should have written them. It's about getting your head kicked in, um, which yeah. is obviously the, the the fan chant of you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. It's the the old school Daniel Bryan chant because um, ah, he because okay. he kicks people's fucking heads in. You know, yeah. that's that's what he does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so. Brian comes down and Brian's a little he's a little on the he's a little on the heel side, and he? I don't think he's full blown heel. He's just been no. a bit of a he's just been a bit of a smart ass and a bit uh, of a sort of if, a bit of a prick. If, if Hangman's your the guy you're going against, then fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how else are you gonna get over this? Just oh yeah, I'm not gonna kick your head in Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some there's some great moments in this. So like um first of all, Brian starts off by saying he's a bit disappointed that it's not Kenny. That he's going to be oh. fighting because he oh. wants a rematch, and then Hangman's like, "Yeah, but you know, I beat him in less than thirty minutes." So, yeah, I, I, I beat him. In, I beat him last night in less than thirty minutes, and then Danielson's like, "Oh, okay, cool, right, fuck you then." Yeah, and then um... Danielson mentions that he's main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> that gets huge boost. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as he mentioned <laughs> WrestleMania, the fans went mad. Like no. But he basically said, didn't he? he? Said when I when I won the world title at WrestleMania, I wrestled the next day, and you're out here just talking. You know, you're not here to wrestle. Yeah. So I, I was, he's like, I'm, I was more of a fighting champion than you're being now. And then this is the only thing that sort of landed a bit wonky for me is they sort of do a tease that they're going to have a title match that night. 
Yeah. But Hangman's not dressed to wrestle, and Danielson already has a match booked. So well, you can do two and one. It, yeah, it this, didn't this... make sense because Danielson was making excuses. It wasn't Hangman. Yeah, but this felt a bit a bit WWE. Um in that it felt a bit like disingenuous and I don't like it's never been this has never been the way AEW have, have gone with things before and I, I'm not sure I particularly enjoyed it. <laughs> it's WWE like how just, dare they? <laughs> well just like teasing a match that you know is not gonna happen. Yeah. It's, it's like, AEW have always like maintained the integrity of their cards that they're advertised really well. Who's it I com- I complained about this last week on Dynamite. I can't remember who about but how they were going to square off against each other. But, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I, I agree with you in that sense. Um, I mean, it didn't ruin the segment for me. It, was no. just, it, was, it, was, it just felt a little bit like, oh, maybe is this, is this the way you want to go with this? Um, cause was, and, then, and then Danielson was like, well, fine, we're not going to fight. And then literally straight away, he went into his match with Uno, which was already booked for the card. So uh, Dark Order split them up. Where, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, Hang, Hangman, got, yeah. Hangman got in his face and then like, um, yeah, they were holding them back. And um, and then Danielson was even like, oh yeah, I know they're just pretending to hold you back. You don't want to fight me. Yeah. And so they just sort of let go of <laughs> and him. Then right, okay. like launched himself at Danielson <laughs> and started wailing on him, which was great. Yeah. And then that was it. Danielson bailed out the ring. It's kind of weird. Danielson bailed out the ring, but then he had to get right back in the ring for his match. Yeah, yeah. He, he had to let every all the rest of the Dark Order leave first. Yeah. He, he didn't want to get assaulted again. Well, the segment as a whole was really fun. Um, Danielson was having the time of his life. You could tell by the look on his face. He was really enjoying himself. Yeah. <laughs> Just being a massive dickhead. He was, <laughs> he was having a great time. <laughs> I, I, a lot of wrestlers say that they just prefer being a heel because it's so much fun out there. So. Yeah, and it, and it did a really good job of conveying, like, Hangman had didn't have any fear, but you could tell that, like, Danielson was a real threat. Yeah, yeah. Hangman did a really good job of standing up to him, uh, but yeah, you, I mean, you, you, it's 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 dangerous enough that you're worried for this match that it's going to be uh, too much for Hangman. Hangman could lose this match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, Brian Danielson has been positioned as one of the best wrestlers in the company. Yeah. And he is a serious threat to Hangman's, you know, very fledgling title reign. Yep. <laughs> oh gosh. So, yeah, so then we went to the first match of the night, which was Danielson versus Evil Uno. So this was yeah. booked uh, last week. And it was announced, and yeah, it was basically just about three minutes of Uno sort of winding Danielson up with some bits and bobs and some moves, and then Danielson just having enough of his shit and beating the piss out of him. Yeah, um, we got an Uno shit ch- chant. Yeah, um, we got a book more than one women's match on TV sign. Um, yeah. do we really want that though? Like, let's let's be honest. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah, well, certified well, women's match hater. Give, give, a, give us more grip and storylines the women's division. I might change my mind. Yeah, I think I think it's 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 not a case of it, it's the, the one women's match on TV is a symptom of of how they're booking the women's division currently. Yeah, it's like a vicious circle. It's, yeah, yeah. They, they can't get on TV without more storylines, but they can't get more storylines without being on TV. Yeah, it's so. just a vicious circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a running knee. This this is when fucking. Danielson starts just clobbering. He does that running knee. He gets called the Psycho Knee on commentary. Yeah. Uh, before that, Uno hit a lovely um, working runner on Danielson, which was real nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, I when he had to jump up. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was um, 
Yeah, it was great. Um, it, it was literally just Danielson beating the piss out of you know, There was a bit where like Danielson got shouting to the crowd, he's going to get his fucking head kicked in. <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, Danielson just stamps Udo in the face repeatedly, which pretty much knocked him out and then um, put him put his limp body into a triangle choke. <laughs> and then that was Started it. Elbow in his head. Right. Yeah. Lovely. And yeah, so Danielson obviously picked up the win. Um, and yeah, he basically said next week. He basically said he's going to basically run run through all the. He basically said until he gets his match with Hangman, he's going to run through the entire Dark Order and take them out. That's a good enough storyline for me. Yeah, and next week he's going to go to Chicago and do in Cabana in his hometown. But then, if I get he didn't assault him after the match, but you'd think like Hangman would come out and help, you know. I mean, it was a match, wasn't it? You just beat them. Was... Mm. So, so coming up, coming up, we're gonna have we're gonna have Coca Banner in uh, Chicago. Chicago. Then we're going to Atlanta. So that option with the Allen Angels. That's gonna be that's gonna bang that match. Is that where he's from, Atlanta? Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd look, I can't wait to see um, Danielson versus Grayson. Yeah, that'd right. be awesome. And then presumably when we get to Long Island, we'll have Danielson versus John Silver. Fair. I won't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, I mean, it's it's they're going to be great matches, all of them. So yeah, can't wait for that. Yeah. Uh, then we had angry MJF backstage. Well, my my one note for this is MJF drinking piss in a weirdly purple lit storage cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I think this this was a great promo, like a really yeah, it really was good a good promo. promo. It was like really angry, shouty MJF, and it was just after you could tell it was recorded just after his match with Derby. Yeah, because he was like his chest was all like red and fucked and horrible. They're and, still covered in paint. Yeah. yeah. And he was basically saying, Oh yeah, you know, this is the proof. People say I was good on the mic, but I couldn't do it in the ring. But you know, look at what just happened. And yeah, he basically said he's uh he's gonna go after the title, pretty much, was was the sort of gist of this. I mean he's been saying he's gonna go after the title for about a year now. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm, they have to delay it. That's the issue. Yeah. Like, he, I, I, I honestly think he's going to take the belt off Hangman. Hangman. Yeah. 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 So they need to find a way. I think, I mean, I don't think Hangman will have the longest reign. I think they'll give him like a good six months, maybe. I don't even think he'll get that. You know, you think Revolution? I, I think, I think Revolution. I think he'll be the shortest reign we've had so far. So I was listening to the Damn It Vince podcast over the weekend well, over the over the yeah. back end of the week and they made a really good point and they said like so far like every AEW championship's been like almost a year it's been like sort of 200 and some 300 and some days which Apart is good from Jericho well even Jericho was like 170 something yeah nearly 200 days yeah. but if you, the problem with having all these long title reigns it just doesn't mean anything unless you have shorter ones as well that, yeah, like, yeah, Hangman. If, if, every, if everybody gets like 200 plus days, then it's expected, it, yeah. So you yeah. have to have a couple of people who get the shorter ring, and like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with say Hangman winning it three or four times over the course of two years, and having, yeah, you can be the first two time winner or something, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think, I think Hangman won't hold it for a massive amount of time. Like, I'd like to see him get six months just to sort of let him flex his. Uh, his muscles a bit and so but I, I yeah I mean it depends how it all how it all rolls out how the they, thing how is they mean, challenges. like as we say we got the announcement that winter has come in like that it's only a month away it could genuinely happen 
Like, well, it could, it, could, it, could be there. it could be Battle of the Belt in January. Yeah. It could be Revolutions in what, February? February, yeah. Yeah, so. I was saying there's plenty of places that can change. I, it would not surprise me if Danielson took that title off him in their match whenever it is. And again, they were saying about Danielson, like, if you want to put the belt on Danielson, like, there's not a lot of time to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know how long he's going to be in AEW. You don't know how long he's going to continue wrestling. At any point, his neck could just... Yeah, if you want to put the belt on Brian Danielson, like, you have to think it's a sooner rather than later move. Yeah. So, sorry for any... I know we have a lot of people who listen who are big Hangman fans. I'm a big Hangman fan. I'm, I was really happy he won. But then I it's mean, always... We, we, sh- we should all be Hangman fans. Yeah. yeah. But then again, it's like, it's like the, the, the money's in the chase, isn't it? It's like, now he's got yeah. the belt. It's sort of like, it's not as exciting as when he was chasing for the belt. All right, Triple H, come down. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like yeah, now, no, now, I'm he's, now, he's, now he's got it. What does he do with it? It's like, it's not as inherently exciting as watching him try and overcome Kenny. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Chase is always better. Because when you have a face, you just have them usually just challenging everyone. Yeah. Like, it's it's fun to watch, but it does get repetitive. And he can be it because Kenny only defended the belt seven times in his reign. I say he, he could defend it seven times in the space of like two months. Yeah. Easy. You could have, oh, him just, have him just defend it against Will Hobbs. or yeah, you, you can know, literally have just open challenges. Yeah, on like Dynamite, episodes of Dynamite, or yeah. on like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it might break it from, it might be similar to the TNT title, but it's still more prestigious, so. Yeah, so then, yeah, so MGF, great title, great, um, great promo. Uh, really excited to see him sort of step into the main event scene. He's never really been in it. Because obviously Kenny being a heel, Jericho was a heel champion, and then Kenny was a heel champion, and so there wasn't really much, much of a time frame for him to be a contender. Whereas hopefully now we've got a, a face champion who's like a you big. He stayed away from Cody for enough time that he's built himself a hook up again. Yeah, well, he had his, he had his match against Mox, but that that was like that was a very quick build almost, doesn't it? And then like yeah, I was pushed in there. Whereas if they can really position him now as, a, as like the big threat for Hangman, that'd be that'd be really cool to see. Uh, next up, something that made me very happy: <laughs> Eddie Kingston was about to cut a promo backstage, and at two and Daniel Garcia walked in and basically just had a bit of a bit of a poke at Eddie. Basically said that Garcia lasted longer against CM Punk than Eddie did. That's fair. Yeah, again, no <laughs> lies. Um, no lies. <laughs> Then Kingston was basically like, yeah, well, why do you, why do you, you're a grown man, why do you let them call you their son? Why do you let yeah. them talk for you? Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to fight you." I was like, "All right, you, cool. you're from you're from New York. I know, I know your game. Let's go." And then they they square up at each other. They touch heads, but Danny, what's his name? Eric Garcia. Danny, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia. Eric Garcia is a footballer. Um, Danny Garcia just rubs his head awkwardly sideways, like he's about to kiss him. <laughs> I mean, weird. I think I'd probably want to try and kiss Eddie Kingston. I was that close to him. Um, but, yeah, so then Eddie sort of palms him away and then says, yeah, I'm going to Kieran and just like storms off. Yeah, it's fair. He's sick of his promos getting cut. So it's yeah, fair. that's going to be um, that's gonna be a fun match. Yeah, it's announced for Rampage next, next week. Next week's Rampage. All right, yeah. cool. I'll definitely give that a, give that a go. Um, next up then, I mean, it's kind of things we never thought we'd see in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, right. We have the team of Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii uh, right. re- representing Chaos. Yeah, so on <laughs> on their name tag, it's got Chaos members making AEW tag debut. I'm like, what? Right, what? How is Orange and Chaos? What are you on about? 
Well, no, he got, um, he got invited in last week, didn't he? By, um, by Okada. Did he? Yeah. The whole, of the, best, the whole of the best friends were invited into Chaos by Okada. Remember when they came out last week with the Chaos like scarves? Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, no. So everyone that they're all in, they're all in chaos now. Orange, um, Utah, Chuck, Trent, Statlander. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, uh, a woman in chaos. Jesus Christ. Uh, and yeah, so and then so they're they're taking on the butcher and the blade. So fun fact that the butcher is currently on tour with his band. Every time I die, he actually requested this day off touring so he could come and wrestle each year because he's just like dream opponent. Damn. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> Um, and it's great that he got to do it. Like, I mean, hey, though, he's awesome for shit like this. Um, so, if you want to know about like someone's first impression of Tomohiro Ishii when they've never seen him before, Courtney, when the first thing she asked was, "Does he have a neck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he's he's always been like that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I was I watched I stayed up to watch this. Um, and I was on Discord chatting with Jay and Nat, and my, my comment when I saw Ishii for the first time in a while was, Jesus Christ, he looks like a gargoyle that someone's taken the wings off. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking ogre under the fucking bridge. <laughs> and this match was really fun, because like, the, the sort of, the contrast between Ishii and Cassidy was great, like, in their, their, their sort of contrasting styles. So you had Cassidy sort of flipping around, like, doing this whole lazy, you know, can't be asked. And then every now and then, it's almost like Ishii was just like, fine, I'll just fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll make this work, because tags in and just wipes everyone out. I'll take the hits, fucking build my fucking power up inside me, and just go bang. <laughs> there was a really cool bit where, like, Butcher was, like, sort of trying to chop Ishii into the corner. And then he just he just sort of like he didn't even do anything. He just sort of stepped forward every time and then pushed him back. Yeah, and like stepped forward and pushed him back all the way across the ring into the other corner. Then he sort of battered him in the corner, gave him a massive superflex. <laughs> it was um, yeah, it was um, awesome. Um, I would like to correct that superplex. It was a middle rope superplex. A middle superplex. rope superplex. Well, yeah. the butcher was on the top rope. Ishii get get was it on right. The, butcher was on the top rope. Ishii was on the middle rope. No, yeah. I, I, I say I say this in other podcast that we do in reviews and they call it a superplex because it's not a superplex. Right, a, a middle rope right. suplex. A middle rope suplex. Thank you. Just, I have to do the same for the EWT <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is this is a super fun match. I mean, it, it was the sort of the sort of the big moment that they that they sort of protected for a bit was Butcher versus EGA. Like, that was the sort of the meeting that they sort of kept apart and then when they, when they that's what the crowd popping for and then as soon as they got in the ring it was it was Fun times, yeah. Uh, nice bit later on where Ishii just drags Cassidy's like prone body into the corner and then tags him back, tags him. Yeah, he's fucked. So it's like, okay, cool. Uh, even Brace, like, is like, sure, yeah, t- we'll do that then. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the bunny gets up to distract the ref, and Ishii just yells at it and then gives a uh, butcher a massive German suplex, yeah. That's fair. He ain't got time for anyone's shit. Then uh, Blade came in to use the brass knuckles, but then Rocky Romero pulls him out. Rocky Romero is also on the outside here. Uh, mm-hmm. Good to see him sticking around. Um, so he pulls Blade out. Then Hardy shoves Rocky into the barricade. Then Cassidy jumps off the top onto Hardy and the Blade on the outside. And then Blade gets back in. Each- oh, there was, a, there was a really nice moment before we get to the finish uh, where the Butcher and the Blade both came in against Ishii and Ishii just like nails an elbow on Blade and kills him. Like, yeah. he just like, he just goes, he just goes straight to the floor. 
Thank Christ he's got padding in those fucking elbows, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then him butcher get into it. Um, so yeah, the, the Ishii finishes Blade with a big lariat and then hits a sheer drop rainbuster. Yeah. Which looked uh, snug. It, it was very... There was no holding it up in the air or anything. It was just like, just instant drop. He wasn't fucking around. <laughs> yeah, this was a really fun match. It was it was just like, it was almost like a bit of an exhibition match, wasn't it? Like, it was like, oh, look, here's... Like, when they, when they brought Suzuki and it was like, oh, look, here's Ishii. He's going to come in and just batter someone, and this is fine. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, everyone that knows Tommy Hirishi, that's all you want from him. He doesn't yeah. do promos. He doesn't... He doesn't have fucking taunt your opponent. He's no. just meat and potatoes wrestler. So apparently, while he's on this like US expedition, he's also wrestling Mesa Ruga. Who? Uh, one of the women who was in the women's Japanese side of the women's tournament last year, earlier this year. Right, okay. He's right. wrestling her in a match like next week, I think. Oh, uh, <laughs> cool. So, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this match was really good fun. Uh. Yeah. It was just it just it's just type of type of shit that AEW do really well, where they just like. It's it's almost like a bit. Everyone's just here to watch to have to watch the match and have a have a really good time. And yeah, yeah. we did. Um, before you go to the next bit, um, Jr. uses the word clout talking about Jay Lethal during this match. Jr. is I don't know how old uses the word clout. Mm. It's not right. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about Jay Lethal, I didn't like it. <laughs> Uh, um, next up then we had Tony Schiavone backstage with Tully Blanchard FTR and Andrade um, basically Andrade is like yeah we lost at the pay-per-view but I've already beaten Cody I've already beaten Pac so I'm better than both of them yeah uh, and they basically say we're going to have an eight-man tag with Malachi against the Lucha Bros Cody but, and Pac. Then, but then they tease it being 5v5 yeah with Barn and Tully Tully's like yeah I've got one more in me uh, you don't though. Arn's got a gun, mate. Big wafers. <laughs> They've all got big wafers, Tasty. That's what I got from this. Just big wafers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I don't know where this whole storyline's going. It just seems to, like, it just seems that like, the Cody Vortex is just sucking in other teams now. So you've got, like, the Lucha Bros involved. You've got Arn Anderson. Remember when Penther and Cody were trying to kill each other, like, six months ago? Yeah, and, and it was all, it was like, Two matches in the space of two weeks, and then that was it. Yeah, and now they're on the same team. And yeah. It's just like, don't yeah, worry about it. It's fine. It's a bit weird, but yeah, the match will be fun, I suppose. You, you throw all, everyone in; it's good enough to make it entertaining. Yeah, I just don't know what anyone's really getting out of it. To be fair, no, never die. I, I guess for them to actually do something each week, but it's not for me. Well, you know, the match itself will be fun if nothing else. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, then um, a nice little Ty Conti promo um, where she basically said even when she loses she wins because, you know, she learns next time she faces Brit, she'll be champion which is fair, you know. Um, it was a really good show from Ty at the pay-per-view and yeah, it, it's a really good point. Like every time she wrestles she gets better and that's that's sort of that's how she's sort of framing it which is... I would, I would just like to say that Meltzer gave this like the lowest rating to the women's match at Phil Gear as well like I did so... Don't have a go at me saying are you, are, you really, are you really comparing yourself? Uh, are you making favorable comparisons between yourself and, and an out of touch old man? Um, <laughs> like I don't think Dave Meltzer is the uh, is the paragon of women's wrestling that you want to be uh, associated with. 
It, I can't even remember what I gave it, but I'm pretty sure he still gave it more than what I did. I think you did. You go, did you go two and a half? I think so. Yeah, he gave it three and a half, didn't he? Which I think is why I gave it. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. So. There you go. See, it's fine. God damn. So uh, you don't it's... have a go at me for disrespecting women wrestling. Uh, speaking of women's wrestling, next up then we had Shivani interviewing Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter and Rebel. Uh, that's really cool as well. So Britt Baker was like, right, I've done my bit. I've had my match. Now it's time to talk about Jamie Hayter, which was really cool. It sort of put the spotlight on her, which was nice. And New Age saying she's going to win the TBS championship. And then Jamie Hayter said she was going to beat Thunder Rosa. Oh, so Tony brought up Thunder Rosa and Britt was like, well, we don't, we don't say that name. Yeah, well, don't talk about that name. Who do you think <laughs> So that was cool. A little bit of a, a little bit of tension. Between the between the BFFs, Britt and Tony. Don't don't worry about it. Just Adam Cole will get involved in it. Yo. <laughs> and the next up sticking with women's action. Uh we have the TBS tournament match between Nala Rose and Hikaru Shida. Uh, yeah. Dynamite and Nyla Rose's music playing at the same time as it transitions over. So yeah. yeah. It felt like that I mean it felt like this we would gone back to like We've gone back in time. There were a fair few little the, audio the problems. Mic, the mic work was very tinny. I felt like yeah. during the whole show, it, it was, was it was very dynamite year one. Yeah, parts, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm agreeing with you. It wasn't quite it, it wasn't quite as bad. We didn't have any promos like the fucking arena noise bleeding into them. Like we just like we cut back in the good old days. No, you did. There, there was a weird screech behind every time someone spoke as well. So I was like, oh my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this match was really fun. Uh, you, you know, Nala Rose versus Shida. You know what you're going to get. They've, they've done this enough times. They know what they're doing. Uh, a couple of things. There's a Holy Shida sign. Yeah. Um, with the first try of spelling Holy crossed out. <laughs> they put H-O-L-L and it crossed out. Hol- Holy Shida. Maybe they'll get ready for Christmas. Holy <laughs> I was like... Surely, by that point, you just like—I don't know if it's ironic that he's actually made that sign, or he's just—I like to think I, I've, another I've, one. I've never made a wrestling sign, right? But you like to think before <laughs> you before you go in on the big sign, you've at least written it down somewhere else. You at least go right. We'll spell it right. <laughs> or surely, I hope it's ironic because that is just hilarious. Um, also, uh. The match starts, Nyla's eventually in the corner doing shoulders and uh, Shida. Um, she goes, I'm going to be the next champ. Um, there's never been a champion. Yeah, it's just the first one. Technically, it's, it's the first. First one, Nyla, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a, lot, a, lot of this, um, a lot of this match was Nyla working on Shida's leg. Yep. Which was quite nice. Um, really good to see that. Uh, Vicky doing some hijinks. On the apron, sort of distracting Shida, hitting her with a kendo stick, choking her with a kendo stick, and then eventually Shida just has enough and smacks Vicky with a kendo stick on the outside. Yeah, and then Vicky's screaming. Oh, there was that Stop. awesome, awesome spot where Nyla had Shida sat down on a chair, went to do a senton off the rope, and Shida moved. And Nyla just ate shit through the chair on the outside. And the commentary are surprised about the shape of the chair. Yeah. Due to that, <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> well, that was it. Looked awesome, and I'm sure it hurt like yeah, shit. Yeah, with a heart like shit. So, <laughs> so fair play to Nyla for that. Um, she did put an armbar on Nyla. Nyla just picked her up and powerbombed her, which was nice. Uh, a bit others, but on the outside, where um, Serena chop blocked Shida 
threw her back in the ring. Was she even in the crowd? What? We did. We did. They did because show us the big show. They 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 done that thing that they done last week, and it was funny. So they've done it again, but intentionally this time. Basically. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, cool. Yeah. She so... literally runs from the commentary and commentary from crowd, and literally just fucking chop blocks her. Yeah, and then just throws her in the ring and runs off. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, and then that looked like it was going to be the finish, but it wasn't. Uh, she'd have kicked out, and then almost, um, almost got the win with a, a sort of jackknife. And then uh, I really liked the actual finish of this. So she'd have went for the katana, and Nyla just caught her knee, like the, the knee she'd been working on, and just right. like, stood up and put her in a, a standing stretch muffler. Literally went two thousand and two Brock Lesnar mode. Yeah. <laughs> She just caught her, caught her finish with her bare hands and then just wrapped right. her knee around the neck and yeah, she'd have tapped Properly out. like stood up and started like yeah, bobbing like, up and down. And it was like ragging oh. the dragging the knee around the neck and everything. It was it looked it looked amazing. That is how you do a stretch muffler. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was it. She'd have tapped out. So now we'll move on to face the winner of Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Yeah, as I say, we uh, we did mention that the odds of D interrupting if she'd have went through. Was gonna happen. Yeah, and this keeps this keeps um the Shida deep storyline going. Yeah. So you never know how the when winter is coming, you might get two women's matches. On the yeah, same yeah, I'd fancy that. Right, yeah, see see what happens when you give stuff storyline. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was a really fun match. Um, I think it was probably the best Nala Shida match we've had. Which, considering some of them have been on pay per views, I think it's quite the uh, quite quite the. Oh, I think I might prefer the double or nothing one. Was that the was that the new DQ one? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was very good as well. To be yeah, fair. I, I think I prefer the no DQ match personally. But the, I'm not saying this was bad as much as literally all my bad things I spoke about were signs and yeah, chance. So uh, next to them we had a Malachi Black promo. Basically, just talks about the story in Cody, and he said he's going to learn what's what a small part he played in the equation unfolding in front of him. Basically, tries to like sort of say to Cody, um, "You're you're basically just um, a small part in the machine, and I'm in charge so, of everything. I'm, I'm the big guy." So is he going to fuck everyone over? Oh. I, I, think it's, I like how they're doing this. I like how they're keeping him separate from like. It's very cryptic, isn't well, it? He's not appearing in like promos with Andrade backstage or anything. He's just like he's almost like they just sort of this just backing him forth in forth when they need him, and um, and he just sort of turns up and maybe he's not quite trustworthy and he's a little bit uncontrollable and yeah, it's kind of cool the way they're keeping him like keeping him keeping him separate makes him feel special. He's he's literally in the ring with Andrade when he gets paid to be. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, it makes him feel. It makes he's not getting tarnished by the um, yeah by the by the sort of weird storyline. It's keep it's keeping him like keeping him feeling important, which is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, so then next up, it's talking about setting up uh, future feuds that excite me. <laughs> MGF comes out, and um, he basically passes said, the mic to Spears because he doesn't even want to speak. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And yeah, he just he just he's doing um. He's doing all the, the classic heel stuff. Um, he's going to start a bidding war in 2024 when his contract's up. Uh, he's the past person future for wrestling. He said he could, he said to the people of Virginia, he could send their horse straight to the glue factory and take a big old cowboy shit right on his title ring. Oh, lovely. Uh, all, all this has been said while Spears sits on his chair and eats a protein bar. Yeah. 
love that. And um, he said, so he said, even though fans hate him, he knows he deserves to be the next AEW champion. To which Excalibur says, oh, yeah, says the guy who wrestles three times a year. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> uh, and then he said, no one in the locker room is on his level. Q called the personality. The crowd go wild. CM Punk comes down to the ring. Uh, and then he gets in the ring and um, MJF just puts his hand out and says, hi. And Maxwell mm. and Punk just looks at them, laughs, and just leaves. Uh, it slowly builds up rage in MJF. And MJF is fuming, yeah. yeah like, by the, the end the disrespect. of it. Um, I am looking forward to this because um, this could go one of it could, it's 50 50. This, yeah, I, I think MJF's the kind of guy you have beat Kip Punk his first loss. Oh, he should have beat Chris Jericho. Like what happened? <laughs> yeah, but Punk isn't Jericho. Punk's actively uh, here. To, Punk's act. Punk said he's actively here to put over young talent. But he hasn't put anyone over yet. Well, he has not. Not in not in victory, but not invited. But that's what I'm saying. The win. He's made guys look good though. Of them. But I think I think MJF's the guy who who will finally put a loss you, on him. You'd like to think so, yes. But CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk VM Jeff. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a ride. It's, it's going to be a great story. Like the match, I don't think the match should, would will be as good as the build up. Personally, yeah, but the build up will should be fantastic. Did you you enjoyed Punk v Eddie? Didn't you? Yes, I enjoyed it. I would, think you say, would, I, you, would you say that was Punk's best match in AEW so far? See, they're all very. I'd, aye, I'd say that either that or the Hobbs match. So I, I think, think I think Punk's definitely. On, uh, you don't forget this dude hasn't wrestled for seven years. He's, he's on yeah. the trajectory. I think I think he's he's one of them guys. He's going to get better the more he works. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'd say so. It was definitely the most intriguing. I wasn't just sitting there watching it. Like I actually had emotion watching it. Yeah, I'd I'd go emotional wise probably Eddie and Punk yeah. So then yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be real fun. MGF versus Punk. Um, that's something that I'd say that's something both guys can really just get the teeth into and, and really have fun with. Yeah, um, just be fucking pipe bombs versus whatever MGF wants to call his pipe bombs. On the other end of the scale now, where it's um, maybe not going to give us wonderful promos, but it'll be fine. Enough in the ring. We had Darby <laughs> Allen getting interviewed. And uh, Darby said basically MGF didn't break him, and now he wants to carry on with the biggest and baddest that AEW has to offer. Billy Gunn walks in with badass Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Billy Ass and the Ass Boys uh, with Colton and Austin, and um, basically Billy Gunn just walks up to Darby and says, "Yeah, just say when," and then turns around and walks off. <laughs> I like this. Colton said um, to Darby, "Don't forget your skateboard," and then Austin walks up to him and says, "I like cuddles." Turtles. It's turtles. 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 Yeah. turtles. I like, I like, you don't know the turtles. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the meme, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, the meme. I like, I like turtles. I like turtles. Yeah. Yeah. And then Darby's like trying his hardest not to laugh. Yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> right, fine, let's do it. <laughs> fine, whatever, whilst he's holding in his massive fucking cheesy grin. Yeah. Uh, which so, I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. If Darby's just going to wreck the gun club over the course of the next few weeks, then that's absolutely fine. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, we talked about his match with Billy Gunn, which was which was perfectly serviceable. And yeah, I think Colton and um, Austin are a little bit under underused, underrated. I think they're better than than they're portrayed sometimes. So yeah, it'd be nice to see. Yeah, have a, have a good go with Derby. 
then next up, the Bucks and Adam Cole are backstage. They basically um, it just set up the match we talked about on Rampage. That they're going to have Adam Cole and Bobby Fish take on Jurassic Express, which, yeah, we, we've already talked about that. That was fine. Uh, then we have, um, oof, what a hell of a match. Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus The Acclaimed. I didn't think I'd enjoy this match as much as I did, to be honest. It was quite... Um, so we'll, talk you... about, we'll talk about the rap first. Come on in. So first of all, um, Max Caster references Dante saying he's had more partners than Pete Davidson. Oh, I, no, I knew I'd have to. No, the I, only I, Pete Davidson I know is the one that's like pumping Kim Kardashian right well, now. It's the very same. Is it the very same man? Yeah, right. He is a comedian. He was a writer on Saturday Night an actor on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He's been in a few films. He's also had like a he's he's one of the, the guys. He, he he looks a bit odd. You have just seen pictures of him. Yeah. He's not yeah. like a conventionally attractive man, but he's he's like constantly in relationships with these like stunning women. He 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 was literally the host of the Jake Paul and Ben Askren show, right? Where he just slated Jake Paul the whole time. <laughs> Fair. Like he was on commentary and just slated him the whole time as well. It was great. So yeah, he, he tells him he's got more. He's had more partners than Pete Davidson, who's had quite the the, the list of partners. Who's um, now pumping Kim Kardashian? Who's now in a relationship with Kim Kardashian? Yeah, um, <laughs> that was literally announced like that day as well. It, it came yeah. out on like social media, didn't it? So because they were seen holding hands outside in the public. That's the yeah. only reason they got caught, basically. And then he basically says to Dante, um, he tells him to put some bass in his voice. Yeah, that 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 pulled some strings in my heart. That what a shame. Donny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he, he goes on to Leah Rush, and said he's uh, he's an amateur. He uh, he's better off as a manager. Leo Rush just had to laugh, didn't he? he yeah, didn't... and then and then the bit at the end when he said uh, it's a good thing we're in Virginia because you're both virgins. To which you see Leo Rush in the ring just mouthing to dancing. I've got three kids. <laughs> uh, I've got three kids, pal. How do I make them? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, Caster, Caster's still doing doing work with the raps. I'm enjoying him. He's clearly obviously found the sweet spot now where he can like take the piss out of people without causing like horrendous incidents. <laughs> Just don't mention mental health and you'll be okay. Or, or rape jokes or anything or like that. Or rape jokes, yeah, none of that. It, it, he's, he's finally like, got the got the formula now, I think, and he's, he's, yeah. sort of, he's got his rhythm, which is good. And yeah, this match was just bonkers, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it. it didn't quite have the full, the full, full speed of like the, the Seidel-Mariotti match from the other week. I mean, I wasn't going to, though. No. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't expecting much from this match. But, but it was, I mean, the acclaimed, the acclaimed are guys who you can put in a match with, a, and they, they can sort of work up to someone's level quite easily. Yeah. They're, they're just, like, they're just like quite solid. They're not, like, they're never going to, not going to change the world. They're not going to elevate someone else, but if you put them in a match with a team that's really good, they'll step up to them, no problem. Yeah. Love that bit where, was it Dante, where he basically just skipped along both their backs in the corner. Jumped uh, on like both of their backs to, to get the tag to, yeah. to get the tag to Leo, which was awesome. The uh, hot tag. Leo Rush is great, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, like you don't you don't realize how good he actually is until after he left WWE, and he's oh. doing like, he was when doing. Have, like, when, when have we heard that before? Yeah, well, that's true. Yes, <laughs> it's almost like they weren't using him to his full potential. <laughs> Just Bobby Lashley's manager. It's fine. It's mad. I say the amount of times I've watched him in GCW, and it's like, oh yeah, fucker. 
Yeah, he's really, I actually really like this man. And he, like I said, we said it before. He's got that like he's got that weird style where he keeps all of his offense quite low to the ground. Yeah, but still, like, right. he, there was a bit where Bowens went for him, and he got sort of like body faked like one way than the other, and Bowens just missed like completely. It's it's like a Finn Balor in sort of the sense he doesn't do that much flippy shit, but he's just very very fast. Yeah, he's very fast, very smooth. Yeah, uh, he picked up the win with a massive frog splash, which is quite cool. Yep, that's fair. It's, it's really interesting as well. Before we move on from the match, the match was excellent. Uh, there's no point in us trying to describe all the crazy spots because yeah. Dan- Dante does like mad shit. Leo Rush does mad shit. The acclaim to just play cartoon bad guys. It's great. It really works. Um, it's really interesting how they've sort of. Remember when Leo Rush came in and he was kind of a bit of like a nefarious heel trying to like corrupt Dante, and now they're so over that they just have to turn them face. Yeah, he's a businessman. Oh, okay. I mean, he's invested in the right person, that's for sure. Yeah, well, speaking of that, uh, after the match, uh, as the celebrating team Taz's music hits and they walk out, and they obviously they, they referenced that last week while uh, Leo... And, and to be honest, Taz offers uh, Leo his condolences because grandma passed away last week. Yeah. Um, he said while he was away, he offered Dante a contract, and he said to Leo, like, oh, you don't mind, you know, you're a businessman, we're businessmen, it's all business. Um, and he basically told Dante, yeah, you know, no rush, make your mind up. Come, come, come to us, be a Hall of Famer, or stay with Leo and be mediocre. Yeah, Leo was quite shocked that he said that he'd been offered a contract, like Donnie didn't tell him. Yeah, like he hadn't maybe discussed yeah. it with him. Now, I mean, there's so many ways that you can go with this, because you've still got, hanging over this whole story, is the impending return of Darius. Yeah. Now, does Darius go into Team Taz, and do they have a fight? Or does <sighs> Darius join Leo, and do they perform a trio? Or Leo takes the contract and joins yeah. Team Taz. It's, it's it's really it's quite cool. I'm really excited yeah. about like the, the amount of ways. To I think this. this is this is the most intrigued I've ever been by Team Taz. Yeah, in the whole time they've been created. Yeah, because they're doing what they should do. They're, they're they're basically using them to to sort of get involved with a really hot up and coming group of of wrestlers. So you've got Dante, who's arguably now one of the hottest rising stars in the company. Yeah, Leo Rush, who is legitimately a Superstar free agent signing who they've just brought back. Donnie is like a support beam of the four pillars. Dante, I mean, in, in a few years' time, Dante will be one of the best wrestlers in AW. Yeah, I mean, he no, already I is. Mean, he already is. He is, already is when, yeah. when he when he rounds himself out and sort of gets a bit of gets a bit more comfortable on the mic because his acting is bad. Yeah, like his backstage promos are bad. He needs more bass in that voice. He needs more bass. Um, but yeah, he he's he's on the he's on the he's on the, the fast track to stardom. Uh, and I think having Leo Rush around him is only going to you know expedite that. Yeah. So then yeah, we, we had a little uh, oh we had yeah um a nice little promo off Jungle Boy actually. Um Jungle Man. Yes, he is now. Jungle Man. Um Matt Jackson called him Jungle Man, didn't he, in the promo earlier? Yeah. He thinks he, he's Jungle Man. He's not got his facial beard anymore, so he's back to boy. What well, he said, he said, the, the, what did he say? He said, like, the face fuzz might be gone, but the change, the, the change that happened at the pay per view, and he tapped his chest, it's still in here. I was like, all right, okay. He basically said he'll eat thumbtacks for breakfast if he has to. Uh, I, mean, I, don't really. I don't think anyone's going to make you, but you no. know. <laughs> the, the books aren't going to be like in your kitchen every morning going, get it, didn't you, son? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, referencing when they, they put thumbtacks in his mouth at full gear. So, yeah, that's the set of that match um, that we talked about earlier. And then, yeah, they basically confirmed the Lucha Bros, confirmed they're going to have that eight-man tag match next week. We got a bit of Pentasaze, which is always fun. It, 
Uh, are we not going to mention the really shitty line that Christian said at the end of that promo? Which one? Never bring a fish to a fist fight. Oh no, I just I just deleted that from my mind. <laughs> That's like Christian's gone full dad there, and he's just like, oh, oh. I was horrid. Uh, yeah, Lucha Bros. Yeah, Pento says. It says, yeah, Sarah Mado. Sarah Mado, tag team, uh, sorry, eight man tag next week. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and then we got to the main event. So this was Sammy Guevara versus Joe Lethal for the TNT title. With Tony Nese in the crowd. With Tony Nese. Uh, again, Tony Nese, top, top crowd watcher, Tony Nese. <laughs> Camera sees him every time. They, they never see him in a deep, but he's a, Tony he's, a, he's a nice looking man, to be fair. <laughs> What's that say about Serena Deep likes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Lethal's got new music. So he had he, he debuted and when well, he came out on the full gear with the, the full on pomp and circumstance Randy Savage music. But oh, this this time, the yeah, uh, this one's a bit more Brian Downs and style. So it starts off with the Randy Savage music and then it cuts to like his Ring of Honor music. I think like a riff on his yeah, Ring of Honor music. It's, it's weird. I don't like it really. The first part and the same part just don't go together at all. But sure. Yeah, it's not quite as smooth as the Brian Dinosaur one. No. Uh, and then Lethal cuts a little um a little picture and picture promo about how he's like a nineteen year veteran and he's held over twenty championships and he's coming to, you know, win the TNT title. Wow. Uh, no one's ever came into the main event and won the title in their first match. But yeah. you're about to see it basically. Yeah. Foreshadowing maybe. Um Ugh. yeah, turning each to the front row. Um yeah, this match was really good fun. Um, Sammy and Lethal. Lethal's pretty decent in the ring. Like better than I rem- better than I remember him being in TNA. I oh, he's definitely improved since his TNA days. Like Ring of Honor, have really pushed him big. Like he was like their world champion for a bit, wasn't he? He was their world champion and TV champion at the same time. Oh right, okay. He held them both for a year or so, or was it just a TV title? Just a TV title for a whole year, but he won the world title during that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 sort of the first big moment of this match was when Sammy went for a dive to the outside uh, and Lethal moved out of the way and Sammy ate shit. And then there was like, this is during pitcher and pitcher, just during an ad break. And Sammy was lying on the floor in pain. Like The doctor came and checked on him and it looked like he wasn't going to be able to carry on. Yeah. So they were they were really they really did a big job of teasing that Sammy was really banged up. He had his ribs taped from presumably when he did that massive dive off the ladder at full gear. Yeah. Uh, then a bit later, um, again Lethal just beat the shit out of Gavari. Hit with a lethal combination. He hit him with all sorts. He did that really cool move where he sort of he sort of picked him up like from a reverse DDT, and then just like picked up, picked him up, and, like spun him around and slammed him down. Yeah, he he grabbed his leg before. Like to lift it up as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Sammy went for a dive to the outside again, hadn't learned his lesson, lethal mood. Sammy went through the timekeeper's table. Again, that was like Sammy down and really hurt. And there was like they had to like make sure he was able to continue. And it really yeah. selling, really selling the fact that he was banged up. And it was it, it felt very much like they were giving an excuse for Lethal to win here. Yeah, it was quite I was a bit worried, to be fair. Uh, I I was genuinely like, come on, Sammy, don't drop the title, please. <laughs> I beg you. And Lethal put um, 
the figure four on Sammy, massive uh, Wu chance. If obviously if you're, if you're a TNA guy, you remember, remember the lethal doing Ric Flair impressions back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I mean the videos circulates like once a month of the wheel. Uh, mm. I'm pretty sure Ric Flair tweeted it out literally a couple of days ago. Probably um, when Phil Gear happened. And then, um, yeah, after a bit more back and forth, um, Sammy hits the GTH and picks up the win. Uh, kind of yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, he got hit with something. I can't remember what it was just before it. And then he got his... Oh, something big. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but then he hit his... Was it the lethal ingestion? No, he never got that. He never actually... He was, he was, he was looking that. for it. He was looking for he it. He did go he? for it a few times, yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah. It was a solid main event, to be honest. Like, yeah, which is really—I mean, they, they had really good chemistry together. Um, yeah. Like lethal, lethal speed. Lethal was just fast enough to sort of keep it up with Sammy and sort of make it look like they were working really well. Yeah. But and then there was, like you said, there was real danger, especially like with those two big spots on the outside that you think, oh god, they're giving Sammy an out here to, to drop the title and still look alright. Yeah. And then, and then like you said, when they were foreshadowing, like lethal saying like no one's ever come in and won the belt like straight away, and they have to do it at some point, but. Not tonight. Please, please not to Chile though. <laughs> <laughs> not in this first night here, please. And then yeah. So yeah, and as as the match ended, um, the inner circle. So I was, I was all all the time in the back of my head. I just had. The, I know the Briscoes are backstage because it was reported that they were saying hi to people. All right. Yeah, I, I seen they were backstage. Yeah. And it's like, are they coming out? Is this a Ring of Honor invasion? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really be a Ring of Honor invasion, would it? Let's be honest. There's no contracts anymore. No, but you know, like four <laughs> Ring of Honor guys. Uh, even when the inner circle came out, I was like, "Oh, is someone is someone going to come out here and like attack I was, them? You know what I had at the back of my mind when this happened? I was like, "Is Jericho going to challenge Sammy? Please, please no, please don't do it. Please <laughs> don't give Jericho the TNT. Take, take the please. TNT title on tour with him." Please no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but now if they just raised Sammy's arms, they raised Lethal's arms. So maybe, maybe like the season, like maybe Lethal's going to be hanging around with the inner circle for a bit. We don't know. Uh, if Jericho's away, maybe just to sort yeah. of cover him. But you've got proud and powerful to do your mic work there, so yeah. you don't really need him. And yeah, that was that was the end of the show. Uh, really, really fun dynamite. I think, they, like I said, we said earlier, I think they did an excellent job of sort of resetting all the feuds they needed to for the next couple of weeks going forward. Yeah. So it's it's interesting because, as we said, we've not got a pay-per-view now until February. It's like a big gap. But we have got um, Winter is coming next month. We've got the Battle of the Belts in January. So there are, like, sort of milestone events that we need to build towards. And I think, yeah, they're doing a really, really decent job of doing that. Yeah, there's plenty of people getting built up for them, so... Yeah. Uh, you've got any highs and lows, mate? Uh, I'm going to give Nyla and Sheedham a high. Oh, there you go. There you go. Flip See what happens when there's fucking storytelling and history to go back to, even though there's no much yet in AEW, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Nyla and Sheeda always have good chemistry. As you say, you think this is the, your favourite one so far. So. Yeah. Uh, I have a low. We'll find a low. <laughs> You've always got to find yourself a low. We've got to find myself a low. Let's go. Uh, just none of the matches were bad. We'll go with Andrade and FTR and 
Tully no, weird big wafos. Tully thinking he's still got a, a match left in him. Yeah, big big wafos, mate. I thought it's a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to have, for my high, I'm going to have the tag match, Butcher and the Blade versus Cassidy and Ishii, just because it was just a fucking spectacle on it. <laughs> you know, it was Yeah. It was just one of them things that you never thought you'd see. And it was really it was just really good fun. Uh I don't think I've got a low for this show. I think again everything was like good, good, good plus. Yeah. Good or higher. There was as I say, I couldn't even put a match as my low. I had to no. put a wee promo in. So, oh, go. maybe Christian saying, "Don't bring a fish with this fight." Yeah, that was that was, that was the bad. fact that you tried to skim over. <laughs> the fact that, that I forgot, well. I, I drove <laughs> my memory. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, so before before we call it quits today, we have, we do have one or two questions. Um, so Joe from Dammit Vince Podcast said, "Who's your winner for the TBS belt?" Jake I think my position shifted a bit here. Oh, oh, right. I think it might be Ruby Soho. I assume you think Jay Cargill is going to go to the final. With yeah, her? I think right. the only way the only way to give Jade a first loss because again you've just got too many people now on on undefeated streaks in 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 the company. Like something's got to give. You also need a new opponent for Britt Baker. So what better way to do it than Thunder Rosa, who's yeah. went through the two stages, and you or also, who's who's going to get fucked over? I think you goal. also need someone with the TBS belt who can work all the time. Yeah. And I don't think Jade's quite there yet. Uh, I don't think, I think putting the TBS belt on it would be a bit limited. Unless she's just going to squash jobbers, which she could do, I guess. But if you want. But wanted... then she could also do the really healy thing and just go, I'm not going to defend it every week. Yeah, but, but they've said that they see the TBS belt as like the, the women's equivalent to the TNT title. And... But yeah, there's going to be a heel that wins the TNT title and they're going to go at some point in AEW's history. There's going to be someone that goes, I'm not going to defend it. Well, they did. They kind of did that with Brody a bit, didn't they? When he won it, he was like, "Oh yeah, there ain't gonna be no open channel, open yeah. challenges. There ain't gonna be no indie superstars coming in and getting title shots." Like that was Brody's whole like sort of thing when he won it. Uh, I, I think I don't, you can do that with a first champion for a belt. I think you've got to set the precedent a bit first. And I think if Ruby wins it and just has really good matches against loads of different women, I think that'd be a real nice way to establish the belt. <sighs> I'd rather Statlander beat her, to be honest. I mean, it could be Statlander. I, I just think, I think, I just think, if Ruby's signed recently, I think maybe she's been promised certain things. Oh, oh I she just gets a title off the bat. Eh? I see how it is. <laughs> well, and they, they brought up, didn't they, that she's never won a title on a, in, on television <laughs> in a in a, on a TV company. So I, I don't know. I just think I just feel like it might, we might we might be pointing towards that. I think there's still a chance that Jade wins. I think it will be Jade versus. Ruby in the, really? in, the, in the final, and I think that'll be interesting because it's very much a parallel then of um, Cody versus Archer in the first ever TNT title tournament, yeah. and like obviously Cody won that. The, the face won that. Will they go the same way with the women's one, or will they go they flip it? I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, so then Nat had a, Nat's got a few questions for us. Uh, do you think they'll hire Danhausen now or when he's healed up? I think when he's healed up, he's in almost set. Yeah, I don't. They're not gonna. They could sign an injured Danhausen, but I mean, they could sign him and just like not yeah, debut him, not like, tell anyone. They did that with Brian Cage. He was signed yeah. like six months before he debuted because he tore his something. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think Dan, I think Danhausen is almost certainly going to make his way because it's like it's 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 getting. He was always on Twitter talking about AEW, but in the last like sort of since the Jericho cruise, it's gotten 
ridiculous. Yeah. He's constantly talking with CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Only that he's friends with CM Punk. He's, he's had that thing with MJF. He knows Ethan Page. You know. He, he talks to Jericho on Twitter like there's yeah. like they're busy mates. So. I think it's. I mean, and he's he's one of the hottest free agents to come out of the Ring of Honor. I think. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think absolutely. I mean, if if we could, well, I'll spin this out. If you could handpick a few Ring of Honor guys um, to come into AEW, who would you want? Uh, I, I would like Dragon Lee. I, I think personally, um, yeah, I'm trying Kales. It's been a while since I watched Ring of Honor. Dan Housen, obviously. Um, have you got a couple of names? No. Uh, well, the, the one that jumped out to me would be uh, Jonathan Gresham. Uh, if you want a yeah. guy who can just come in and be an absolute work. it's but it looks like from what it looks like he's sort of doing his own events at the moment. He's just announced an event in Atlanta, uh, which is pretty cool. Um yeah, Dan Housen is the obvious one. Um I, a lot of people on the on the internet, I, I don't really know Ring of Honor that well. Um a lot of people on the internet have said someone called Roxy, who's a female wrestler. Roxy, um is Joe Hendry still a part of Ring of Honor? Well, no one is now, mate. Oh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know who Roxy is, but sure. The prodigy she's called, apparently. Apparently she's very good. Um, I mean, you could always do with some more women, women's wrestlers. Give, a, give us PCO. Why do we not have PCO? There's some PCO left ring around, anyway. Yeah, get him in a dub. Let's go. Isn't he, like, pure old? He's pure old, but he, he still bumps like a madman. Fair. You can come in and wrestle. He looks like Luther. He can come in and wrestle Luther. Yeah, he's a he's a bit of a madman, like. Uh, and also, I did have another name. Where did he go? Dalton Castle. I'd like to see. Oh yeah, yeah, Dalton Castle. It feels like it feels like the, the Dalton Castle just sort of like missed his moment. Yeah, when he was Ring of Honor World Champ, then he was red hot, and then, like, and, and then like nothing happened, and then it you know just kind of went away. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's awesome, and he's I know he's he's worked with Cody before in the past in Ring of Honor, so. It's, is it not how he won the title? I think he uh, did. I think, I think yeah. he took it off Cody, yeah. yeah. So, fair enough. Um, also, from, from that, um, since we all know the Wardlow face turn is on the way, how would you book it? Is it as near as everyone thinks, though? I don't know. I don't think it's imminent. I think that they're doing a very good job of, of teasing it subtly. Yeah. I mean, I'd be up for a, like a Batista style. Like he wins a title thumbs shot. Up, thumbs down. Like he wins a title shot, and like MGF's disgusted that he won't give it to him or something, and then just, he just smacks him in the face with the ring. Yeah. Oh, what if he wins the ring? Oh yeah, I mean he could do it. Huh? Yeah. I don't think it's as close as people think. I, I don't yeah. think we'll see. It'll be around the time MGF's challenging for the title. I think, or even after MGF wins the title. Wait, when's when's that ring? It's double or nothing. It gets thingy, doesn't it? Diamond ring. I mean, we just didn't do it this year, did we? Are you sure? Did they do it this year? I can't remember. Because um, MJF retained it. I thought it was this year he retained it. It may have been last year, to be honest. I don't know. Probably. I can't remember the time. Just stopped yeah. existing for me, mate. It's, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'd i say maybe have him like, win a title shot when MJF's champion, have him win a battle royal, like accidentally or something. Like... Or he wins it and MGF's like, oh yeah, great. Now you can, you know, you can just not cash that in. It's fine. And he's like, oh no, what's happening? Uh, I want to be champ, so fuck yeah. You. Uh, um, I have, well, you could have him like show signs of maybe not liking MGF. 
too much. Yeah, I mean, but he's the, already the, done plenty of that. The problem is in storyline, he'd have to get an AW contract because he's currently only employed by MJF. Yeah, that's true. So it'd have to be a thing where like he got signed by AW properly. Even though before MJF like, signed him, he had a promo like, yeah, don't, don't, don't think about that. gear two years ago. Don't, don't worry oh. about that. It's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's fine. Totally forgotten about it, yeah. Um, and also, last one from that. Uh, I think it's the last, part, last question of the episode. Who should be Sammy's next challenger for the TNT title? Uh, the TNT title could be anyone, really. Um, I'd like I'd like a little thing where he just runs through a load of extra guys. Yeah. Like bringing if you can't book him if you can't sign him bringing Gresham for a one off, um I I mean my one one match I re I mean obviously we had some some sort of tragic release events last week some wrestlers jobs which is obviously very sad but I'd love to see John Morrison go with Sammy. Oh, I, as soon as you said that I was like nah come on nah go for it get get Johnny Mundo in there okay Johnny Dynamite Johnny Dynamite. <laughs> Johnny Elite, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that'd bang. Like the, the good thing about the TNT title is you can do what Cody was doing. Now it's back on a face. You can just bring guys in for one-offs, like bring Warhorse back in. I mean, he's yeah. come to Liverpool like next week, but no, next year. But fuck it, bring him in. Bring um, Dan Housen in when he's fifth. You know, anyone? Uh, yeah. You can get, you can, and you can just throw. You don't need storyline for this, do you? You can just like say, "Here's a here's a pop free agent, have a match." Yeah. Fuck it, Lee Moriarty, give him a crack. Yeah, I mean, give Dante Martin a crack. Give Dante Martin a crack, yeah. Uh, oh, Dante, Dante Martin be Sammy, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's good uh, at the flippies, like yeah, basically. Just, yeah, just do that. Anyone that's a flippy boy, do it. Like, even the books, like one, 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 one at a time. Adam yeah. Cole, Bobby Fish. I think you're definitely going to see um, Scorpio Sky is going to have a program with him, I think, for the title. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that because they again they, they they did their like they did their like little te- their little teaser trailer for that at the start of the, at the start of the um, street fight, which is like yeah. here's five minutes of proper wrestling before we go to the, the nonsense, yeah. <laughs> and that was really good fun. Nah, more about it. Yeah, um, it's really. It's, I mean, Sam, again, it's 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 really good to have like someone like Sammy as TNT champion because they can just put on really good matches. Buying matches, much. Uh... yeah. Right, so I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, for this episode, um, we got a bonus bit of rampage because it was pushed back to Saturday. We are going to try and have um, this recorded on a Thursday before or Friday. It was yeah. my fault. I was I was away on, on yeah. Thursday, but yeah, we're going to try and have it after Dynamite, so that it's a bit more relevant uh, going forward. And we're going to sort of we'll just squeeze Rampage in because it's 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 not really a big storyline show. Yeah, we'll sort of squeeze Rampage in as and when we can. So obviously next week you'll just have Dynamite, but thereafter you'll have. Rampage, rampage first, beforehand. then yeah. dynamite. Yeah, we'll do it like yeah. we did there. We'll, we'll do a, like a quick rampage recap, I think, at the start, and then we'll yeah. go big in depth dive into dynamite. Yep. Smashing. Well, yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the Fallout from Full Gear. And yeah, stay safe. Keep it real. Keep it real. Jesus Christ, not the 90s. And, um, <laughs> we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. I wear Sting's boots similar to his face paint. They both cover up the crow's feet. Because oh. <laughs> he's old, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. <laughs>